Hey everybody, it's Maddie C. Welcome back to another audio edition of the blog. On today's episode, the Confederate memorial we still need. The most effective and moving memorial to the Confederacy is still one of the most revered spaces in our nation. It is also the only memorial to that institution that we will ever need to have. Let's get into it. everybody, it's Maddie C. Welcome back to the What Am I Making blog. This is another audio voiceover edition of one of our essays. This one is called The Confederate Memorial We Still Need. Here we go. This past week, a federal judge ordered that a Confederate memorial be removed from the Arlington National Cemetery. This 35-foot bronze statue was first erected in 1914 by the artist Moses Jacob Ezekiel. A female figure with olive branch and flowing robes stands atop a massive column. Additional figures on the monument include a black woman depicted as a mammy, as well as a slave following his master to war on the side of the Confederacy. The removal of this statue is part of a larger movement by the United States Army, which runs the cemetery at Arlington, to remove a number of troubling monuments to the Confederacy within military graveyards around the country. Confederate memorials have been at the center of controversy before, most notably at the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. That weekend of events featured violence and at least one death as rioters and protesters clashed over the removal of a monument to the Confederate General Robert E. Lee. The weekend also showcased the growing wave of anti-Semitism and racism inherent within the groups advocating for the statue's protection. In the midst of these debates about the possible removal of memorials to the Confederacy, we are sure to hear the argument that by taking down these statues and these monuments, we are in a way erasing history. This is, of course, a red herring of an argument. History can be preserved without deifying an enemy to our national ideals. Plus, we already have the one and only monument to the Confederacy that we will ever need. Arlington House was built at the behest of George Washington Park Custis, the stepson of George Washington. Construction began in 1802, and despite the rampant use of slave labor to build it, the house was not completed until 1818. Once the home was completed, Custis moved in with his wife, Mary Lee Fitzhugh. The couple had four children, but only one of them, Mary Anna Randolph Custis, would grow to adulthood. She would eventually marry West Point graduate and U.S. Army officer Robert E. Lee in 1831. The Lees would then move into the home at Arlington after the death of George Custis and his wife Mary. At the outbreak of the Civil War in April of 1861, President Abraham Lincoln offered command of the Union forces to then U.S. Army General Robert E. Lee. Being a proud Virginian and a lifelong slave owner, Lee resigned his commission in the United States Armed Forces and became the commanding general of the Confederate Confederate Army. Lee had chosen his home state over his country. He went home to Arlington to prepare for war. By June of 1862, the United States government had imposed a property tax law to help pay for the war effort. Mary Lee 
unable to attend a hearing about her back taxes due to a bout of rheumatoid arthritis. Eventually saw the house auctioned off in June of 1864. Upon taking ownership of the house, the U.S. Army began making plans to use the massive grounds of the estate as a burial place for just some of its hundreds of thousands of dead Union soldiers. Montgomery Migas, a quartermaster general for the U.S. Army, was placed in charge of logistics, transforming some of the grounds at Arlington into a cemetery for fallen soldiers. Migas was filled with scorn at Lee for having left behind his duty as an American officer in the U.S. Army and in turn taking up arms against his own countrymen in the pursuit of preserving slavery. In his rage, Migas formulated a plan to bury Union soldiers as close to Arlington House as was possible. Migas planned to fill Mrs. Lee's beloved Rose Garden with Union dead so that after the war the Lees would be unable to return to their home. And thus Arlington National Cemetery was born. Were it not for the Civil War, the rage of Montgomery Migas, and the home of Robert E. Lee, it's unlikely we would have Arlington Cemetery there at all. 160 years later, Arlington is one of our nation's most sacred spaces. It is the home to the tomb of the unknown soldier and the changing of the guard. The eternal flame for John Fitzgerald Kennedy burns all day and all night without fail. It is the final resting place of Joe Lewis, President William Howard Taft, Senator Edward Kennedy, and more than 400,000 servicemen and women. What has become a holy site began as a thumb in the eye of the man who led the Confederacy and helped to kill thousands of young Americans fighting for the ideals of freedom, equality, and justice for all. Arlington House is the only site that we need to preserve the legacy of Robert E. Lee and his Confederacy. 400 fallen Confederate soldiers have been laid to rest within the grounds at Arlington, a museum at the house provides context and clarity to Lee's life before and after the war, and attempts to wrestle with the complicated man that he was. That complicated legacy is best honored with a gorgeous mansion overlooking Washington, D.C., amidst the graves of 400 dead soldiers. The blood upon Lee's hands rightly fell to his front door and stayed there as a marker for us all to take note of. Today... Arlington stands not just as a reminder of the supreme sacrifice of freedom, but also of the long-standing ugly legacy of the Confederacy and the man who led it. Cheers, Maddie C.